0: Check it out. Welcome to Top of the Class. Hear from education experts and get insights from high achievers to learn how you can do the same. Get into those top schools. Ready? Proudly presented by Crimson Education, the world's leader in university admission support. Hi, Brian. Welcome to another episode of the CGA College Tips AP podcast. We, we are yet to determine the full name of it, but essentially we're here talking all about APs. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
1: Yeah, so I teach from New Jersey and it's the southern part of New Jersey, which is completely different than the northern part of New Jersey. Um, they're basically like two different states. The southern part of New Jersey is a Philadelphia suburb, yep. and we have a lot of diehard Philadelphia Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies fans. Kids grow up that way, generational. And then the North Jersey part is Yankees, Mets, and all those stinky teams. I like to say up in the uh, New York area, but in reality, the cities are like an hour and a half apart, so we get overlap, and it's fun. You know, it's a fun area to live for sports.
0: Fantastic! You're a big sports fan yourself.
1: Yeah, sports has always been a big part of my life growing up, uh, including now. And I have three kids all involved in sports. I'd say sports is a very important part of our life. And it was one of the main reasons that I went into teaching. You know, I've been teaching 21 years, uh, public schools in New Jersey. And uh, I left the actuarial field. I did that for three years out of college. Yep. And uh, I wanted a combination of teaching math, which I always had a passion for. I was always uh, talented at it. Um, and always loved it. And uh, I also wanted to coach things like football or golf or wrestling or something I did. And, and I left uh, corporate America to go do that 21 years ago.
0: Fantastic. And so you've got the combination of like the passion for maths and the coaching side of things in teaching. And now you're doing it online with uh, CGA. Are you, is it much different from teaching like in classroom to teaching online? Like what are the major differences for you as a teacher?
1: I say there is a big difference. I like to say... Uh, I adapted quickly. I I love the virtual world that we are entering very rapidly. Um, Everything is having to adapt from economies, global economies, national economies, our schooling systems, and then we have CGA. And and I'd say in the last uh, 18 months, I've adapted and have evolved to the digital world. And uh, I love teaching uh, virtually. I also love teaching in person. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely a, a personality guy that likes to be with people. But you can bring that to the uh, online format. You know, you can relate with those when you're looking at them face to face. Um, You can still have those very simple conversations to connect with people. Uh, But I do like to say that in my experience so far, classroom management is night and day with a bunch of students in a classroom, maybe 15, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 versus the online format. Um, It just seems to be more direct content, uh, received learning management, I think for anybody that does online, uh, not not all levels of learners, but the AP world, the uh, the online uh, world and I had my, I got my master's degree in educational leadership online probably now eight, nine years ago mm-hmm. So I've been into the online that has been coming and is now here and is going to advance quickly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into AP calculus because that is the area that you teach or the subject that you teach at CGA. I am not myself a mathematician, so give us a bit of a background for the students who are listening as to what they should expect if they're looking to study something like AP Calculus, the kind of level of math that they should expect. Is it kind of that introductory university level or is it advanced high school? Is there much of a difference between those two? I don't know. But anyway, I'll take it from you as to like where you think AP Calculus sits in the world of math, generally speaking.
1: That's an interesting point. It's I, I like to say that AP Calculus is like, Calculus 1 and 2 in college, or maybe calculus 1 and 3 quarters, because uh, I was a math major and I had calculus 1, 2, and 3. That was probably the easiest maths that I had to take as a math major. There were many other derivatives of the calculus, so to speak, no pun intended, yeah. um, for the math curriculum in college. And calculus, AP calculus, is the beginning of so many different maths that are just awesome. Um, but uh, AP calculus, I like to say it's like a three- cumulated course. Um, When you take the AP test, it's like three years of math in one. Uh, And the reason why I say that is, you know, there's some geometry in the AP calc test that you have to know formula wise. But then algebra two and pre calc, they're paramount. They're everything. The actual calculus, I could teach you in 15 seconds how to find the derivative of x squared. And you could run all five of them. Even if you're a journalist major, I could teach you how to find a very easy derivative. It's just a quick, easy algorithm you would be able to do it. Um, yeah. But what separates is not so much the calculus when, when students have to learn AP calculus, it's all the algebra pre-calc, um, all the logarithm rules and all the rules that they had to learn before they step in an AP classroom. That's what separates people who are highly successful versus somewhat successful. It is how well you are in a in a jungle of math of being able to do old algebra and pulling out old tools that you don't use every day, mm-hmm. but maybe once you learned maybe a year ago.
0: Right, right, right. So you'd say that's like the foundation for success in AP calculus. But what would you say are some of the other elements that students during the course need to be able to really nail the exam at the end of the end of the year?
1: Yeah. So exam preparation and just learning along the journey of the course, they go hand in hand. Um, as you learn a high level of advanced content, and you learn it rapidly and we go fast. Um, you know, the AP College Board has an outline that we have, we want to stick with. And it's a rapid moving outline. But when you prepare at, at an advanced content, it goes hand in hand with being ready for the AP test. Now, when we get to the last two weeks. We do talk a lot of test strategy and we talk um, for you to be successful on the test. But it's kind of like a consistent discipline. You know, in the first week or two, we start doing things like limits. I usually bring up, you know, this is like an AP test tip. This is an exam tip, or this is a common error alert Mm -hmm. um, as things unravel. So it's a consistent, you know, we don't want to ever teach to the test at this level. You can learn the content advanced enough that you're prepared for the test. We will speak about the test and the strategies for it to be successful. But um, it's a consistent day-to-day discipline, um, working on what's called a free response questions. You know, everything we, we learn comes to a culmination within a week, maybe of a of a of a previous tested free response question um, that AP offers us to use as practice. Uh, so we we like to say, I like to say, we prepare for it without preparing for it and talking about it, even though we will bring it up. But we don't want to teach to the test every minute of every day. For sure. Uh, and then the last the last two weeks, we go test prep intensive.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I know that maths is often discussed as like a brick wall, right? Where, you know, you're building the bricks of maths knowledge. And if you miss a brick, you can end up having a pretty shoddy wall, essentially. What are some of the bricks that you see students generally struggle with when they're building up towards the exam for AP Calculus?
1: Yeah, so just general algebra. Um, Algebra 2 and pre-calc, that's what we do in in the United States. Those are the two classes that uh, are the prereqs to get into uh, AP Calculus. But it's important that they had a training in those two years of the teacher not just introducing concepts, but really taking them to a high level um, for those two years, like doing the the last five problems of everything at the end of each chapter, not the first five problems that are the easiest. Because the teacher can teach the easy stuff for every concept and never get to what's going to be needed in the AP level when they get there. So the students that that sometimes are missing the brick. As you said, mm-hmm. um, they might have missed something along the way and they'll be in the middle of a calculus problem. They'll know derivatives. It's the simple stuff. But when you have to unravel the algebra to, to do a derivative problem, there's a there's a stop. You know, there's a I have no clue what I'm doing, Mr. Simpson. I have no clue what you're doing. Um, and it, that's the challenge for us is do we how much do we stop to, you know, reteach or reinforce some old pre calculus Versus one-on-one attention outside the classroom. So sometimes those are the common bricks that are missing from your your, uh, analogy there. Mm. Uh, It's just the algebra skills, uh, the rational function skills, knowing all the logarithm rules, being comfortable with E, all those things uh, hopefully became a habit and were continually advanced in the pre-calculus curriculum before AP Calc.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Now, one thing that I used to ask my maths teacher, and it used to frustrate her at no end, was what are we learning this for? How is this maths going to be used in the real world, essentially? Now, you were in the world of actuaries, which is, you know, the financial world, as I understand actuaries to be. But the content that is learned in AP Calculus, how does that prepare students for some college degrees or some career paths, potentially?
1: Yeah, so almost all engineerings, which we have many now, different kinds of engineerings, uh, require calculus and math. Mm -hmm. They'll they'll go hand in hand. So anybody who's in high school who wants to keep the door open doesn't have to decide at 14 what they want to do for the rest of their life. But as they advance in the years in high school and they want to keep the doors open to all the engineerings, some types of statistics. I also teach AP statistics um, at my brick and mortar school that I teach at. But all the, the calculus can lead to the, the curriculum that they're going to have in, in the courses they're going to have for all the various engineering, computer science, and all of the chemistry stuff. Uh, the general uh, concept of calculus is rate of change. Um, you know, we find derivatives, we're looking to find rates at which things change, and mm-hmm. everything changes around us. So when you could collect, could collect data on anything changing, uh, once you get that and you get a model, we can find the derivative, we can find the velocity of which it was changing. And uh, you know, one of the things I do in the private world is I, I, I'm, I also get into financial planning and uh, I trade options, which is a derivative of the stock market. Yep. So I trade options in a private account. Um, I do a lot of trades and I am constantly looking at things called delta, which is the rate at which the stock is changing. And it's a powerful metric for me to enter a a stock purchase, exit, and uh, the rate at which the rate of change is changing. That's another uh, Greek um, for the options. And just anything that changes will be programmed probably to have calculus in it and the derivatives in the programming of things that are changing.
0: Right. And so does that include like coders, these kind of students who are looking at computer science, should they be doing AP calculus as well?
1: Uh, Most of them do. Um, AP Calc and AP Stats. A lot of them have that natural ability and they'll do both. Um, The whole digital world tends to have forms of math in it. Um, Could be a stats, it could be Calc, it could be both. So some students will do some prep work. I know at my brick and mortar school, they get college credit for both the AP classes that they're in. Mm -hmm. uh, So they can get out. And then when they take the AP test, they can get uh, college credits for their exam success and for taking the dual credit aspect of the course. Um, So they can get calculus one done from their college, sometimes calculus two, before they step foot in their college, save a couple of dollars on, on the tuition as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing you did mention there is exam success. What are some of the key things that you think the AP Calculus exam actually looks for from students? Because sometimes the syllabus is teaching one thing and then you get to the exam and you're like, hang on a second, these don't match up. Do you feel like the syllabus prepares students well for the exam or does it really depend on the the teacher making sure that students are aware of what might be on the exam during the syllabus teaching?
1: Yeah, I I think if you just gave a syllabus to a student, they wouldn't do too well. Um, I think the the syllabus works as a guide for what we should cover. And I think the teacher is paramount. Um, An experienced teacher is probably your best AP style teacher, somebody with 10 years experience teaching in the brick and mortar schools and then the virtual academy. I think they were looking for people with 20 years experience. And, um, you know, you can have a younger person teaching AP class if you have to, but Having experience helps with the content knowledge. And as you teach AP year after year after year, you start to pick up on the common errors and you start to pick up on the traits, kind of what you're asking about the kids who get the fives. You know, what, what are the characteristics? What do students do who get the five? Which is only the top 12% of all the test takers in AP Calculus will get a five. You know, they usually break it down like that. And how, how can I get the top 12% of all the 300,000 test takers in America that are taking it? And usually they're almost all smart kids taking the test. So it's very competitive to get that five. And the traits are who does what when nobody's looking. You know, I will usually give many resources for students to be able to thrive on a day-to-day basis with how deep and how far they want to go with what we're learning. You know, we'll have our day-to-day operation in the classroom, Uh, some simple PowerPoints discussions with me. I'll give the standard homework off of that. But then I'll say, but there's there's a couple other extra resources here. And one thing about AP in the last two years, they've evolved to have AP Classroom. And AP Classroom has been sensational. So I've adapted to using that from year one to year two. I even use it more this past year. Um, in fact, I found it to be a key practice resource uh, because it's their resource coming from them. So if they're making the test, uh, I would trust that source to be pretty... Uh, let's say, uh, correlated to the actual test. So if you can practice at the level every day and every homework at what the AP test is going to test you on at, at that level, you'll have day-to-day preparation. You'll be able to comfortably uh, prepare for the exam as you get closer, as opposed to having an easy class. And only the last two the last two weeks before the test, you decide, all right, we're going to now study for the AP at this level. Yeah. And that's just way, that's just not going to work. That's just not going to work. That's where everybody gets D.A., you never really as a teacher challenge them enough at the AP level and the teacher would know what I'm talking about. Like there's, there's easy problems you can give them to practice and then there's the hard ones. And the AP test is loaded with the hard ones. So if you're yeah. continually preparing for that on a day-to-day basis, um, you may not even do many of the easy problems. You, you know, you might do it for a little confidence there, but you may just get to the medium and then get to the hard ones. And if that's a consistent day-to-day uh, routine, Um, I think you're going to be okay on the AP test from the teacher side, but then you got to do your extra 40, 50% more on your own. Watch the AP videos that are now available. They're called AP daily videos from the AP college board. Those are money. Those are awesome. They're like on average seven to 10 minutes on every concept that they have in their outline. And I would say, look, the kids last year, that got the five. They watch these. They watch these on their own. I might even give it as a homework for them. I can see who watched it. And so all those little things add up. It is a lot of work. There is no denying an AP class is a lot of work. I always mm-hmm. feel for the kids who take four or five of them. Um, they are going to be working very hard and look, they know what they're getting into and have a much respect for them. But this is a class of uh, you just you're going to have to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to ask in terms of like students who want to self-learn AP calculus versus, you know, joining a class like like yours uh is is that possible probable like what are kids getting themselves in for if they try and self-learn something like AP calculus
1: it's interesting I've not (laughs) known anybody who did that who who just because the online stuff with CGA they're getting me but when they're just on their own doing some type of uh I I don't even know I don't know anybody who did it so I won't be able to speak to it
0: (laughs) yeah well I, I think it sounds like they would be getting themselves in for a uh a lot of work if they even tried to do that. So I, I know that like a lot of students look at the textbooks and think, oh, if I know the textbook back to front and inside out, I should be able to do the exam. But I think there's probably a little bit more uh, nouse to it than that. Now with the exam, you know, what what is one of the key skills that students need to be able to bring to this, to the test? Is it the timing and time management or is it something to do with like problem solving or like, what do you see as the key attribute to success in the actual exam itself that is beyond the maths?
1: Yeah, and the big challenge is time. They have 90 minutes to do 40 or 45 multiple choice questions. It's an average of about two minutes a question. Whereas during the year, you know, time at first, they can do things at their own pace. Uh, That is a huge challenge for all test takers, is the short amount of time you have to think, react, think, correct yourself, move on to the next problem. Um, There are many, many students that are great at calculus and great at AP calculus but they're comfortable at their own pace, which in the real world, they'll be able to do their own pace. But for testing strategy, um, you know, we have to get into within a few months, try to start getting into thinking quicker and practicing the timing and the challenge of the fact that you only have 90 minutes to do six free response questions. Whereas last week, you might've taken 90 minutes to do two on your own for homework. That is a big, big challenge. And I always empathize for the student that you see that works very hard. They put in as much time as they need to do things at a high level. And sometimes those students may not get the five, they may get the four to three, but the time is tough. It's an average of two minutes of mobile choice, an average of 15 minutes for each free response question, which typically has four or five, six bullets. Um, And they're complicated, tough problems. So, you know, they they that's the tough thing. When I identify the learners who like to work at their own pace and do quality work, um, I I start to talk to them about how, you know, we got to find ways to think a little faster, trust yourself a little more. You know think react do and it, it's better than getting caught with time and leaving half of it un undone.
0: Absolutely. Well, was there any other final tips or advice that you would give for students before they look at joining AP Calculus, or if indeed they are currently doing AP Calculus, like from your experience and and everything else? Like, uh, is there any essential tips that Mr. Simpson gives to students, like no matter what kind of level of math yeah. they're at?
1: Well, I like to say it's such a cool class. I think it's the toughest high school class there is. AP Calculus, you know, there's the sciences that none of them are easy, but I think AP Calculus is a hardcore math class. You know, when I teach AP Statistics, there's probably a lot more real world that most students can relate with. And AP Calculus has its real world attributes as well, but we're going to do so many mechanics of derivatives and it's just hardcore math. And for students that are into that, and that's what this is marketed towards, students that are really into this. For somebody like yourself, it sounded like you didn't really like math. There was no reason for you to take AP Calculus. It was no interest of yours. You probably weren't going to put the extra time in because it wasn't a, an interest that you had. Um, so hopefully you're interested and you like it and, and you want to work at it. And like I was a math major, you might spend an hour trying to solve a problem, doing different things, and it just didn't click. And the 60 minutes will go fast because you're into it. Whereas if you really didn't want to do it, or have interest, you don't want to spend that. You're going to look at it for five seconds. I can't do this. I'm done. But uh, it's just a beautiful class. It's a problem solving class. It's the beginning of the math journey for the math majors. The engineerings will get into much more applications quicker in their, in their college content, but it is the beginning of uh, the college journey. I like to say, so to speak.
0: Perfect. Well, Brian, it's been awesome chatting. And I, I love that description that it's a beautiful class. I, I, if I looked at the content of AP Calculus, I would probably disagree. But as you said, like I'm a journalist guy. That's what I started in high school or what started at uni. So it's not really my area of expertise, but I can see that you're really passionate about it. Uh, so for students who are interested in looking at joining your class, I'll put a link in the show notes um, about how to join CGA so they can chat sport and chat calculus and all manner of things on your class. So I'll put that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, look forward to sharing this episode far and wide.
1: Hey, looking forward to all new students, man. Can't wait. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Top of the Class. Subscribe for future episodes. For show notes and to plan your best future, head to crimsoneducation.org.